0: All right. What's up, every? Jesus Christ. What's up, everybody? We're back. Uh, we've been gone. We're back. We had some stuff going on. No voice today, but I think there's only one way to start this episode, and that is with the knowledge that Captain America fucks!
1: It's the Infinity Watch
0: Podcast!
1: oh man that was like it's got to be one of the best post-credit scenes that we've seen right
0: i yeah i think so I, I i really thought it was
1: funny i laughed out loud you know like i think like i was trashing the show i I feel like maybe yeah, you were same. too maybe it was just the yep. cgi that was killing us i don't know i don't yeah, think either of us th- were super hype on it um But I've been liking just the meta-ness and how much it talks about the MCU in in different ways. And so I hope that keeps up because, yeah, stuff like that I find fucking hilarious.
0: I 100% agree on all counts. I've been really pleasantly surprised. We will uh, talk a lot more in depth about it, but there's been a lot going on before we get into
1: that yeah i guess we should introduce ourselves i completely forgot we oh, we've been yeah. on such a long break between uh <laughs> this and and mrs marvel mrs marvel she's married now miss marvel mrs um my name is tommy i'm here with my fucking co-host eric um <laughs> i guess there's not gonna be too many accents in this one i don't know you know well i guess we'll find out um yeah maybe maybe i'll work well
0: I wish Hulk had more of a voice, but Hulk is just Mark Ruffalo, and I can't do a Mark Ruffalo. Right?
1: Does Mark Ruffalo to you just have like a weird? um has just like a weird pattern of speech that yeah. I can't quite articulate into words. But I always yeah. find the way that he delivers lines like it doesn't bother me. It's like just very Mark Ruffalo.
0: Yeah, I yeah I, I like it. I think he has kind of like a soothing voice, which is funny because it's also kind of like. Nasally. Yeah. Um, but I but yeah, I think he I think it's like really soothing. Like I would love Mark Ruffalo to do like I use like the Headspace app and like I love like sleep stories and shit like that. I would love for him to do one of those. <laughs> the Hulk doing the
1: Headspace <laughs> voice. Be great. I'm just happy that the Hulk voice does not sound like the Hulk voice from Thor Ragnarok, which was just like an auto-tune mess.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If anybody doesn't know what we're talking about google or youtube hulk autotune it's like i will say look i'm i'm a pretty decent at uh audio music producing i did not catch it on my first watch so it's not like great like it doesn't take you out of the movie or anything but once it's pointed out yeah it's pretty laughably bad Yeah,
1: th- like i i'm the <laughs> same way i didn't notice it at first and then someone mentioned it probably you and yeah. like Ragnarok is top five for me. Like I love. I think it's very rewatchable. Um, maybe it's not top five actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, but it's really close to that. Oh, and okay. now whenever I rewatch it, I'm like,
0: fuck.
1: Like that sounds like <laughs> garbage. Um, but
0: it's know. a wild choice for sure. Why would you auto tune speech? That doesn't make
1: sense. You know, it seems like they've struggled with the Hulk voice for the entire MCU. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. Like, random things bother me in all movies, and I can never explain why they bother me. But when Hulk says Puny God in Avengers, the first Avengers, yeah. I was just like, that just doesn't sound good. Like, oh, interesting. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do, but I was just like, it just sounds like mark ruffalo with like a can filter on him or something i don't know um i believe
0: i could be wrong but i believe that was a mix of mark ruffalo and lou ferrigno doing that voice yeah i think think, that's how they did that for
1: that movie it's just weird i don't know i don't know what to expect but for some reason it bothered me um but Let's jump into news. We got a lot of random shit. I try to pick some highlights over the last several weeks because there's been a lot of shit going on. Um, I'm sure I'll miss a few things, but let's jump right into it. Um, Echo, upcoming MCU show, um, Mm. has apparently finished uh, filming. And so that's super exciting. Um, And so another I, I don't know how to say her name alaqwa cox something like that i don't know if, oh, i don't know how to yeah, i forget the there, i but... feel
0: like i knew a couple months ago and i forgot now
1: yeah so that show is wrapped filming we're gonna see some more oh, daredevil wow. in that apparently uh yeah since we obviously have the daredevil born again show did we go over all the new shit that's coming out i don't think we did i think there's so much that we that we missed <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, that came out at uh, Comic Con, which was after yep. Miss Marvel came out. Um, and so there's just like so much new shit. I need to pull up the whole picture now. I completely forgot about that. My bad.
0: Yeah, but the the big thing while you're doing that, the big thing about the Daredevil show is it's
1: going to be 28 episodes for one season, dude. Okay. Daredevil is legit my favorite fucking <laughs> superhero. Yep. And I don't get that shit.
0: I mean, I get it if they're all, you know, 25 minutes long,
1: which might be might be good. That might be good. I feel like the shorter episodes have been better.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think the pacing of the two She-Hulk episodes has been... Will, this isn't necessarily my, I mean, uh, spoiler alert, this isn't my rating, but I think the pacing for the two She-Hulk episodes have been six out of six,
1: for sure. Yeah, and you Um, know what? Like, I know people have varying opinions on WandaVision. I, for one, loved it. Uh, I thought the pacing on that show was pretty great, too. It just kind of kept going, and it felt very consistently paced. Whether you like the episodes or not, it was paced pretty well. I feel like some of the... Some of the other shows, which all of them have been, like, 40-ish minutes, 45 minutes. Um, there have been moments where it's just like, all right, you know, like, okay. And then there's, like, one episode that's just, like, fucking blazing. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yep. And so, I don't get that shit. But, okay. Um, Wait, but before you continue,
0: since, since you just brought it up, a piece of newer news, just a quick piece of newer news, speaking of WandaVision... Sounds like the director of WandaVision is going to be directing Fantastic Four.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was one of my pieces of news. That we, I think that's a good thing. Probably, I don't know.
0: Yeah, probably. I think despite like uh, my problem with WandaVision was not in the. Di- yeah, I let me clarify. I don't have a problem with WandaVision. I just don't like like fifties TV. I don't like black and white. It's just that was off putting for me. Yeah, personally um but every once it got past that i i mean this show go back and listen to the episodes i thought it was great which i've mm, uh oh actually if they do like a 60s fantastic four i might be
1: in for some trouble but uh but then like but, it's like what are you gonna have them do time travel or something yeah right right so i i don't know i mean I, that honestly we'll wouldn't bother me um, like if it was if it was sixties or something like that, just because like the Fantastic Four seem super retro, but at the same time, I don't know. You have to bring them to the future, and so I don't know if we need another Man Out of Time story. Um, yeah, there is a
0: weird dichotomy too because they do seem super retro, and yet now they're also the the future foundation. So it's like they're they're kind of straddling the
1: line there. Yeah, I feel like I've I've always been a big Fantastic Four fan. Um they always felt retro to me until I read um Jonathan Hickman's run on Fantastic yep, Four. Yep. Amazing. Was, yeah, just fucking phenomenal. And like not one part of that was I was I was like, oh, these are a bunch of 60s people. You know, that shit was like futuristic, yeah. sci-fi, yeah. awesome. Classic modern modern classic Marvel. Yeah, I would say. And so Matt Shakeman, who directed WandaVision, he's mostly just directed a bunch of tv show episodes and stuff so wandavision apparently he's involved somehow with the untitled apple godzilla and the titans i don't know what the fuck that is the boys he directed an episode of boys secession oh okay Uh, do you know which one um it was episode cherry i don't know what season Mm, it was 2019 it says okay yeah i wouldn't know um let's see what else we got game of thrones a couple episodes it's always sunny Forty three episodes of It's Always Sunny. What? Uh, All right, I'm totally on board again. The Good Wife. Psych. He directed five episodes of Psych. What? Whoa. House. He directed five episodes. Okay, so this guy's like kind of a legend. Yeah, he's been in a lot, and and he was a he was a child actor, I believe. um No way. Because I think that's what he. I watched the documentary on Wandavision, and he talked about that. Um. He was in The Growing Pains. Oh, okay. Or one of the spinoffs or something. I don't know. Oh, he's yeah. also in The Facts of Life, Different Strokes, Night Court, and a few other things. So as a child, he was an actor. But um, yeah, give him a shot. Nice. I thought he, uh, he did a good job in, in WandaVision. So.
0: Yeah, I thought once WandaVision jumped over to like the modern stuff, it
1: felt very cinematic. So it's... um Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there wasn't yeah, one part of the direction that I was like, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, let's go over, let's go over phase five and six really quick. I just want to. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so yes. I didn't want to. I didn't mean to get us off track. No, there. no, you're good. You're good. Um. All right. So phase five starts next year with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in February, which is going to be crazy. I can't wait to see Kang just. I'm I'm still I'm not even gonna try to infer of what the fuck's going on anymore with the MCU because <laughs> I have no idea. Um May we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, July we got the Marvels, November we got fucking Blade. Um we got an untitled movie in February twenty twenty four. In May of twenty twenty four we got Captain America New World Order, and then in July we got Thunderbolts, which is crazy.
0: I know. R.I.P.
1: General Ross. Yeah, I wonder what they're going to do there. Maybe he'll finally turn red and uh, I don't know. And these are just movies, by the way. All these ones right now are just movies. Um, Phase six, we got the Fantastic Four movie we're talking about. That's November 2024. Uh, There's an untitled movie, February 25. Then Avengers the Kang Dynasty in May of 2025 an untitled movie in July of that year, and then the same year, November, Avengers Secret Wars. I'm skeptical of the same year. Yeah, but I don't think that shit's happening at all. But I hope they,
0: like, film them back-to-back like that. I'm pretty sure they did that for Infinity War and
1: Endgame, right? Yes, those were all filmed together. Yeah, because that's the wild thing is, uh, is like, um, Brie Larson played Captain Marvel in that movie in Avengers Endgame. Before she did in her own, right, right, because they were filmed together. Um, I think that worked
0: out well, like very well. So i i I think they should do that again for the big uh, Avengers tentpole.
1: And I think it allowed them in post to like really have time to, you know,
0: yeah, true, just get true, which is I don't know if you're. This isn't generally the kind of thing we talk about in news, but there's been a lot of talk about marvel vfx artists really being like hey it fucking sucks to work for marvel <laughs> like yeah. they they don't give us enough time they're changing things at the last minute it, when you're complaining about the visual effects it's not our fault it's marvel's fault which uh is fair i think that's fair i think it it's good that they said so i don't think anything will change right. but i think having that context makes me forgive it a little bit more
1: Right. Yeah. It's, you know, and and I kind of agree with like those people where it's like, "Hey, I get it. It's like a constantly moving thing." But like you need to lock some shit down because we yeah. know what you're capable of because fucking Thanos was I think a major achievement in special effects. Yeah. Agree. Um and some of this other shit, it, there's just no excuse for it. You're yep. you're Disney, and I would rather wait for something that looks better. Personal, yeah, I agree. So. Um, But we got a lot of other shows and shit coming out. The end of this year, we got Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. There's going to be another uh, another season of What If next year, early next year. Um, Secret Invasion coming out spring next year. Um, We got Echo, which we were just talking about summer next year. Loki season two summer next year. Um, oh, I didn't even mention the Marvels. I don't think that's coming out. Da-da-da-da-da. When is that? That's next next year at some point. I can't remember what time. Um Iron Heart, who will appear in Black Panther Wakanda forever, fall of next year. Um and we still got the Egg of the Harkness show, X-Men ninety seven, Daredevil Born Again, 18 episodes, however much. Was it 18? 28. It's 28. fucking crazy, dude yeah it's fucking crazy um and then there's still gonna be like a marvel zombie show i think and spider-man freshman year um there's just um, armor wars has not been talked about at all i don't know what the fuck's going on there and then maybe deadpool 3 somewhere in the middle there i don't know oh yeah and there's still staying
0: very silent about other than deadpool about uh any X-Men kind of movies. Right. Which will be coming down the pipeline sooner rather than later, I would guess. It's killing Eric slowly. It is. I really I uh like I never think of the X-Men as like some of my favorite Marvel stuff, but I think they probably are. I mean, I've probably read other than Spider-Man, I'm sure I've read the most X-Men comics.
1: I definitely grew up very X-Men focused when I was a kid. Um. Though my first my first introduction to Marvel, I I used to watch all the cartoons. So, uh, my first two cartoons I watched as a kid was Fantastic Four and an Iron Man. It was in like nineteen ninety five. Oh yeah, I
0: remember that show? I remember the Iron Man cartoon. Dude,
1: he had his little suitcase. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh no,
1: that's not the right one, is it? <laughs> I'm doing X Men already. Then it was X Men. <laughs> <laughs> um. But then, yeah, it was like Superman and Batman because those shows were fucking dope. Um, yeah. But the X-Men show was really good. I used to love the X-Men. I had some like X-Men books uh, when I was growing up and stuff. And so that 90s, 90s X-Men is like very ingrained in my head. Yeah, it's it's super iconic. All right, let's jump into We got to get through this news. I got so much. Um, <laughs> so someone asked John Boyega if uh, he would want to possibly return to the Star Wars franchise, and he said, I'm good. Yeah, we'll see, Finn. Yeah, you know, everyone <laughs> says that until Disney's like, all right.
0: Exactly, exactly. That's called a negotiation tactic.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, let me uh, put my hand in my Disney piggy bank here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. he did kind of get done dirty. I remember when that, the first he trailer did, he did. for The Force Awakens, when it came out. Um, Fucking amazing trailer. And I was like, this guy is going to be like the main character of it all. And man, did he do nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did. uh, You know, he's probably anybody listening to this would know. He's really been he's really spoken out a lot about that experience negatively. Um, But he's also an actor. Star Wars is also one of the top three biggest properties to ever exist. And if they want him back, he'll be back.
1: That's just a fact. Right. Gotta get that Disney Star Wars money. Indeed. All right. HBO's House of the Dragon spinoff of Game of Thrones was their biggest series premiere of all time. Wow. 10 million viewers um, already uh, signed up for season two. That got approved right after the season premiere series premiere. Um, so apparently people are liking it. I saw uh, I saw one post say that it'll it'll make you interested in Game of Thrones again. And I was like, ooh, that's that's a statement. I have you watched it? I have not watched it yet. I have a, uh, I have like a an H. I don't know if it's just HBO or certain shows. I try not to watch it when they first come out because I can't stand the week to week. Yep, and so if, I get that. If I'm not like super hype, if it's something I'm super interested, you know how I am. I'm like first day ever, I gotta go see it. <laughs> yeah. If it's like just in like like I'm normal hype on it, I'll like wait three seasons so I could watch all three seasons.
0: <laughs> Whoa, three seasons is a little aggressive.
1: I didn't watch Game <laughs> of Thrones until it was uh, four seasons done. I Jesus think. Christ! And then I had a great fucking three weeks. I I bet you
0: did. I've heard no I've heard exclusively good things about about uh House of the Dragon. I was never I liked Game of Thrones. I didn't understand the fanaticism behind it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was life-changing like a lot of people did. Um
1: <laughs> most of these people have never experienced fantasy a day in their lives.
0: I think I I do think that's that's there's some truth to that. And I think that's Probably a big reason like it kind of brought that genre more to the mainstream. It's similar to what uh Lord of the Rings did 15 years before it. 10 years. Yeah, probably 15 years before it. Right. Um which is great. Um, but I'm also probably no surprise to anyone who listens to this regularly. I'm more of a sci-fi guy than a fantasy guy, but I do like fantasy.
1: But um but yeah, I'll I'll I will probably watch this. Seems cool. Yeah, I thought the first six seasons of Game of Thrones. You know, there was a couple ups and downs in the middle, but like that season six finale, I loved that shit, and it got me real hype. But then, yeah, I just, they, I, I was, I was shocked at how much they got me to hate it by the end. <laughs> Which is a real triumph, you know. I mean, it's the same yeah. with like Dexter. Dexter was really good, and then that took a nosedive, and so. Did you watch Dexter New Blood ever? I have not watched it yet it's super i heard good things uh, but i I need to watch it actually i I think they redeemed themselves i need to write that down see that's another one of those things where it's just too difficult to keep track of all the different ways to watch things that you can yeah there's a lot and so it's like i never see dexter because i don't have showtime or whatever the fuck yep yep so all right well here we go ezra (laughs) miller reportedly met with warner brothers executives to apologize for their negative impact on the Flash. How does that meeting go oh, no. exactly? Oh, no. Like, I'm sorry I've been a giant piece of shit. <laughs> sorry I've been, like, half-kidnapping, allegedly, and <laughs> yeah. abusing, allegedly, uh, little kids, question mark, yeah. allegedly. I just don't... <clears throat> I don't know,
0: man. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Uh, Ezra Miller seems like uh, they're going through some some serious serious issues and, and to be honest even me saying that i feel i don't want to feel like i'm like <laughs> or i don't want to seem like i'm like sympathi- sympathizing right with them because
1: right. they really seem like a shitty person but uh i've had some serious issues after eating like a an undercooked piece of meat right it doesn't make you want to traffic children right i just don't <laughs> you know it's,
0: the whole thing is crazy yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but
1: then on the other hand like and this is the same qualifier for me of what you just said it's like we already know that batgirl got scrapped i want to see michael keaton batman a little bit please can we just like just get those yeah for real only? for real just cut a batman movie and just put a black box over ezra miller throughout the whole movie and then just get another actor to just do the voice do some adr over it i would watch that film
0: Yes, what a what a deep fakes are so ridiculously good now as proven by Star Wars. Just do that. Just do that. Just get another actor. Get Grant Gustin in there. Grant Gustin is a legend. He's an amazing Barry Allen. That show has fallen off the rails so hard, but the first couple of seasons were great and he's not the problem with it at all.
1: Yeah, I just man I I just keep thinking about the MCU and how they've done such a good job of not having people that are really really big hot messes on it and I'm so glad that that hasn't happened. Uh Yeah. Um, yeah, it's
0: shocking to be honest. Yeah,
1: you would think it would. I mean, there's definitely been like a few like hit or misses and a few things. Uh I don't I'm not going to get into names, but um it's it's another part of Hollywood now that it's like damn you never know when you're going to have the Ezra Miller situation, I guess. Who knows? I yeah. don't know. This is fucking wild how long this has gone on. But Yeah, who
0: would have thought? Like, I would have never... I mean, Ezra Miller seemed totally normal to me four years ago. <laughs> like, who Who would have thought? Who would have thought?
1: Not me. Definitely not. Well, n- <laughs> yeah, well, then the other thing, I don't want to belabor it too much, is it was like it was like, oh, wow, this person did a really bad thing. Allegedly, and then it just like happened like six more times. Yeah, so it's like what the yeah. fuck. Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> all right, let's let's move on. Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Oh baby, known I, for I, having I will... the greatest movie trailer of all time. Yes, I watched that like at least every other day. Um, yeah, no,
0: I've watched it for sure twenty to thirty times. Yeah.
1: Just, you know, no woman, no cry.
0: Um, oh my god Te- honestly like actual tears every time everything's gonna
1: be all right
0: it's gonna be all right oh man that shit's amazing Woo! unbelievable trailer that is a fucking masterclass
1: in trailer creation you know i at this point i'm almost scared to watch the movie because i'm like can we just i know just keep it there we're good <laughs> how could it ever live up to how good
0: that trailer? it won't is? it won't you know. namor looks so fucking cool what kind I mean, it looks beautiful. The cinematography looks unbelievable.
1: Just just insane. I'm I'm real hyped for it. It's not gonna live up yes. to it But there's a lot of merch and shit that's coming out, which is okay very spoilery. Because we have not only seen uh Iron Heart's Mark One suit. Yeah. We have seen like the final upgraded suit as well. No, I I haven't seen the final suit yet. Would you like me to send you the link? (sighs) Yeah, I think I gotta see it. I'm gonna send it to you right now.
0: I will say, this is a mild spoiler. It's gonna be me describing a blurry photo of the Mark I suit. I won't describe the the final suit, but the Mark I suit got me really hyped because it looks a lot like uh, Samus from the Metroid
1: series. Oh yeah, it does, doesn't it?
0: whoa that looks pretty gnarly
1: i'm a fan yeah it should be interesting there's just a lot of elements that are coming into play in this movie uh you know we got t'challa's dead we don't know who's going to be the new black panther that's going to be a huge thing we're introducing
0: well we don't know but it's going to be Shuri.
1: <laughs> right exactly <laughs> um we got namor and Talokan, or whatever they're calling atlantis in the mcu yep and then we got Ironheart showing up somewhere as well, um, and so yeah, I don't know.
0: I, I I have faith. I have faith in Ryan Coogler. I I think. I mean, they put such an an outrageous amount of care into that trailer. I can only imagine the same amount of care is being put into the movie. I, I I think I told you. I don't think I've ever been this hyped. Maybe for any movie ever based on a trailer. Like, that truly, Damn. I cannot believe how, how good that trailer was and, and how hyped it made me.
1: So good. It reminds so good. me, I, I think the most hyped I've ever been for a movie based on a trailer was when Cloverfield came out, the trailer for Cloverfield. Do you remember that movie?
0: Okay. I Yeah, I remember the
1: movie, but I don't remember the trailer. Was the, the trailer crazy? The trailer was like one of the first like, uh, like guerrilla marketing kind of, uh, I don't know what yep, you call yep, it, yep. but it's like. It basically shows, you know, that movie's all found footage. It shows them all at yeah. the party and you don't know what's going on and then like they go upstairs and most of the trailer they're just like talking and you don't know what's going on and then like you hear like some explosions and they run outside and then just like the head of the Statue of Liberty gets like thrown down their street. Aww. And they're like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then it just ends and it just says like <laughs> Cloverfield. Um, And there was like That's not much known about the movie at the time but like it just like built up this hype. It was crazy. The movie did not live up to it, but I still <laughs> love that shit. I thought it was amazing. Nice. Um, but yeah, Iron Heart, Black Panther, Wakanda of Forever. It looks fucking sick. Can't wait. We're yeah. only a couple months away now. so um, Wow. Little Can't over wait. Months. Here's a shocking story. Top Gun Maverick has beaten Avengers Infinity War's US box office record, which is insane um it's like <laughs> over 1. 1.3 1. 1.4 billion or something like
0: that wow i mean it is it's shocking on one hand but on the other hand that's the most american movie you could ever have so so i so i do it makes some sense but still haven't seen it yet no me neither i don't i've never seen the first one i i have same nothing against them and they seem fun it's just not the kind of that's like the kind of movie where one day I'll see it on a streaming service and I'll watch it and I'm sure I'll really enjoy it but it's not the kind of movie I'd like go out of my way to it's just not my nothing against it but not something I'd
1: seek out normally Yeah same here I, I don't know it's like there's a bunch of people that don't like it because it's like America you know military and industrial complex but I also feel like almost every action movie you could probably describe as that this is just maybe yeah a little of bit course more, I don't know yeah. It's fine, whatever. It's made though almost seven hundred million domestically, which is insane. Um, and internationally it's made over seven hundred million. So now it's sitting at over one point four billion. Uh biggest pandemic pandemic success by far. <laughs> pandemic. What did I just call it? Pandemic. <laughs> pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> um so yeah. That movie's got fucking legs, and it's still doing stuff in the box office, and I think it just came out. Movie's got wings. This
0: week.
1: Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. All right. I pulled up this article just because I just thought it was stupid. I feel like okay. I do this every week. Okay. <laughs> so, the new Madam Web movie that's coming out um, will have... Adam Scott in it, who's famous from both Severance. My cat is, my cat is, hey Reese, what you doing, honey? She's just scratching right next to the microphone. <laughs> um, Gonna hear some meows. So, Adam Scott's in it, he's from Parks and Rec and Severance, and he said, he thinks Madam Web will be a really cool movie. Whoa! So, that's an <laughs> article for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, Breaking news, actor in movie <laughs> says the movie he's acting in is going to be really cool. Right.
1: So, okay. it turns out that might be why you decide to be in a movie.
0: Yeah. I will say, I don't know what to make. I mean, this movie has a 10 out of 10 cast so far, but the concept seems
1: goofy. Yeah.
0: And Sony fucks up everything they touch. Almost.
1: Except so so for Into the Spider-Verse. It's the one yeah. time I'm like, okay, Sony.
0: And I feel like they, they are... Tr- but that almost makes me more nervous for this. Because this sure seems like they're going to do... Somebody in at Sony was like, well, let's do Into the Spider-Verse. But live action... And with women. And, and with then women. And, and then everybody threw a party, and they're like, inclusion!
1: Congratulations, boys.
0: <laughs> you, you get a $5 million bonus. And it's, it's, to be clear, I'm absolutely not uh, making fun of the idea of Inclusion, I think that's great And I think if Marvel was making this movie I would be so excited for it That is not the reason I'm not excited for it At all I just think Sony's gonna fuck it up Because their idea of inclusion Is token inclusion
1: uh, Which is right. not the same I was just about to say yeah <laughs> I'm all about inclusion, I hate cheap ass inclusion Yes Like yes. Uh, a scene that you can easily cut for when you release it In select yes. parts of the world Because yep. blah 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 Yep. Uh, so, fuck that shit. But, yeah. I don't know. Hey, I hope, I hope they somehow surprise us. Yeah, I, and it is possible. It is possible.
0: But, I mean, I hope it's good. It'd be great if it was good. Yeah, I'm all for it, man.
1: Surprise yeah. me. Apparently, speaking of great slash good slash bad, um, there are secret, quote-unquote, funeral screenings of the scrapped bad girl movie being held. <laughs> so, apparently someone has uh some footage of some sort i don't know
0: yeah we should probably briefly if anybody doesn't know i mean if you're listening to this there's no way you don't know what's going on but basically wb uh recently merged with discovery discovery and they are taking an axe to fucking everything and it is uh it is affecting a lot of dc superhero stuff a lot of dc animation has been canceled in fact that new batman animated series no longer happening batgirl by all accounts was basically finished and they said this isn't coming out it's not good enough which is hilarious because they put out not one but two versions of justice league right (laughs) so okay the new guy uh, that's in
1: charge of them now is is from the Discovery side. And I yeah. don't know if like, you never know with like CEOs and the board of directors, like what are your bonuses tied to? Is it just like having a certain amount of money in profit right. or what? Right. And so it's just like, they're fucking up HBO Max, which I think was yes probably the best of all of the new quote unquote, you know, subscription services. Yeah, it's really good. And so like, they're gutting it. They're like getting rid of movies that were... Like HBO Max originals from the it's service, cr- crazy. They like they're really burning it all to the ground. Which I I don't understand what the end of that is. Like I don't understand no, how that's neither. positive in any way. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's making weird decisions, and it's just funny because like we've had like a couple of Fox X Men movies. You know, we had the the New Mutants movie that was like kind of hidden for like three years after it was made, but it eventually got released. You just you just think if you've already put in all this money and time and stuff that you would just make some money off of it. I don't know. You would think. But, I don't know. Scrap Batgirl and keep the flash. Yeah, I just... Decisions. Uh,
0: yeah, it's... It, it's crazy. I mean, no one, no one, is happy about this like they're they're getting dragged on every entertainment websites um so i do wonder how much this can possibly continue because at
1: some point i couldn't imagine being the director of the writers right right,
0: right. A- yeah, any other suck. product
1: product or project that you would work on in the future you'd be like saving that shit every day yep i'll give you like creative ptsd Yep. It's like you, for you sure. finish an entire album and then someone goes, We're not going to release this. We're going to burn every copy. It's like, oh, fuck no. Infuriating. Yeah. So let's try to end on an optimistic note. Quote All unquote. right. Um, Black Adam star, Dwayne oh. The Rock Johnson, says he's optimistic about a potential Marvel, Marvel versus DC crossover <laughs> film.
0: Oh, Dwayne. <sighs> Yeah, that's that's adorable. I don't know what would have possessed him to say such a thing, because this is clearly will never, ever happen
1: in our lifetimes, ever. The best you get is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Sorry, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. Uh
0: Yeah. Or or to be fair, a movie like that or like a Wreck-It Ralph or like if they make when they inevitably make a Fortnite movie, then sure. We could see a a version of Batman interacts with a version of Spider Man, but like it is not going to be an MCU movie crossing over with a DC movie. That will that will never happen.
1: I'm really not trying to make this comment to be a Marvel versus DC um, fanboy argument, but the state of Marvel cinema versus DC cinema is a fucking joke.
0: Yeah, no, it, I, I mean, I'd be shocked if anyone disagreed with that. Yeah,
1: And you know what? Like, I would love, because I think it would be the best for the MCU if the DC cinematic universe, whatever you want to call it, was good. Yes. Because competition makes everyone better. And there's just none. And I still can't quite comprehend how they haven't figured it out. It's well, apparently...
0: Wild. They they've been looking for like their Kevin Feige and apparently they found someone and I don't remember who his name or where he's from, what his name is or where he's from. But um but apparently they found one, and I think if they just have one person just running the ship, it would work out. But I'm skeptical that they will allow that person the autonomy that Kevin Feige has been allowed. Right. Um so I so I don't know if it'll work. If so it'll work, his but.
1: name is apparently Dan Lin, and he was okay. a producer on a bunch of stuff: Aladdin, The Lego Movie, It. He's in talks to take over as DC chief at Warner Brothers Discovery, uh, but they're obviously, as we were talking about, in the midst of a restructure. Um, and so, I guess the new CEO, uh, David Sazlav, is he's trying to consolidate all of DC's offerings under a ten-year plan similar to Kevin Feige. But you need to give someone power to do that, right? And so, Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know how you get that job. He looks like a very I don't know he's very happy in this photo. <laughs> well
0: yeah, he's probably getting paid millions of dollars to do something that will inevitably end in two years. Right, yeah. <laughs> you really
1: have to pick someone though that's like actually fucking passionate about the um the source material. Yes, agreed. You need you need a nerd. I mean, Kevin Feige's a nerd through and through. Yep, um, remains to be seen if uh, if this guy is right. Right. Um. So let's. Uh, do you have anything else before we? No, we touched on. I just wanted to talk about the
0: Warner Brothers. Snafu and uh, the Black Panther two trailer because that
1: changed my life. But we we hit them. Nice. No Eric, no cry. Um, <laughs> as you're crying. Okay. Yep. Before we jump, we're gonna do episodes one and two together. Um. I just need to point this out now before I forget, but we did get a little bit of a Wolverine nod, yes. In we the did. second episode, yes, we did. Um, so there's like a web page that's briefly shown, and and I don't I don't fucking know how anyone catches this shit because this was so fast. But <laughs> basically, I think it was um, God, Jen, I already forgot her name. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Walters, Walters. Um, she's looking at like a webpage to try and find a new job now that she's become the Hulk and there's like those cheap ass ads on the right hand side that you always see on every website and it's like who would ever click on any of these and there's two lines on it the, f- the first one says man fights with metal claws in bar brawl so that's obviously Logan. Yeah. Um, Sounds like something he would do. But the other one, which I also appreciated, is why is there a giant (laughs) statue of a man sticking out of the ocean?
0: Thank God! Somebody brought it up!
1: Right. Someone mentioned the gigantic alien being sticking out of the ocean. So I thought that those are pretty great. Um, Yes. And before I saw the episode, I saw a post that was like, Oh, like She-Hulk references Wolverine, and I'm like, oh shit, Eric's gonna be so hype. And then I like looked at it and I was like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, it's still it's still cool. It's still cool for sure. We're we're slowly but surely inching towards the X-Men.
0: Yeah, I want I I want it so bad, and I want Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine so bad, and he's not it's not gonna be him. I think it's gonna be Taron Eg- Egerton
1: or whatever his name is. He'd be good too. He'd be good too. I think that'd be great. But I will say, getting, like, the 90s um, Professor X with the music really tidied me over for a bit. Yeah, for sure. That was cool. And even, you know, I keep forgetting that Kamala Khan is a a mutant, too.
0: (laughs) You know, (laughs) know, any excuse you have to do that. (laughs) I'm just going to keep doing it.
1: I just love that, you know, almost every single comic... (laughs) Cartoon show has a better theme song than what the movies have come up with. I think.
0: yeah yeah uh, yeah I would agree. It's it's one of those things where it's like the Avengers theme has become iconic, but only because we've heard it so fucking much. But like after like X Men theme song. Mm, you know, I might be talking out of my ass here because maybe the only reason the X-Men theme song feels so much more memorable is because I've also heard it a million times. Right. But I feel like that just has more of like a melody. It's just I've, I've, I've we've talked about this before. I'm big on. You should be able to hum the main melody of any theme song, and if you can't, it's not a good theme song, in my opinion. Yep.
1: Spider Man. Um, Spider Man. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yep. Exactly. Like I mean, all those. Like I don't even have to think about it. Yep. So and
0: uh, yeah, the MCU hasn't done a great job. I mean, the music's been good. It just hasn't been. Like John Williams is the goat at at that, at at merging catchy melodies with cinematic scores yep. and no one has done it better. Uh get the fuck off of me with your Hans Zimmer arguments. Uh he he's he's not he comes nowhere bah. close. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a boom is not a melody. Uh but uh, yeah, John Williams is the goat, and, and I wish there was a there was a new John Williams out there. But there's
1: not. There used so. to be. His name was Johan Johansson, mm. but he is no longer with us. R.I.P. Yeah, that dude made some sweet fucking scores. He scored. Um, he scored Sicario, and he scored Arrival. Arrival had a great fucking score. Um, just because it was like. Very weird sounding alien nice. kind of thing. He also did prisoners, but I love that guy's shit. He has an album that he made that it like he just like wrote like his own. I don't know. It's like a studio album, but it's basically like a fucking symphony. But it has like very um, like modern instruments and stuff like that. And it's called Anglaborn because he is Ooh. not. He's he is from what country? He is Icelandic. Um, oh. And that shit has become like my, if I'm ever anxious or stressed out, I listen to it on Spotify, and it's like my zen music. Nice. But I found it after I found all of his scores, because I thought his score for Arrival was brilliant. Um, But yeah, I think he died from like an overdose or something weird. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. Um, Oh, yeah. German toxicology reports indicated a lethal combination of cocaine and flu medication. Dude musicians just be smarter about
0: your drug use yeah you don't even have to not do drugs drugs are great just be
1: smarter about it yeah that'll probably be my pre-recommendation today is go check out johan johansson so good um the album is angla Born, but yeah it's all just music no no lyrics or nothing nice shit. um all right she hulk the CGI didn't bother me as much as it did. I think the second episode was a little bit worse than the first. I would say, for me. Yeah. But overall, it's a, it's light years better than the YouTube trailer. Um. Yeah. Part of me is like, did they just make it look really bad to get people talking about it? But then, why would you do that? You know, I don't know. It just it was not. Good.
0: Yeah, could could be. Um, but I I I don't think they did that. I think it was. To be honest, I can't even really put my finger on why. I think maybe the context helps it a little too.
1: Yeah, Um, and I'm sure maybe they've been tweaking it even more maybe since then. But I don't know. Maybe,
0: but it's hard. I mean, they do look. It's it's hard to pin it down. But yeah, I, I agree. It did not bother me as much as I was expecting.
1: Her hair is a little, and when she she Hulk is a little much. I think it just looks big. And I think um I think Jennifer Walters, you know, Tatiana uh Mislani, she already has like interesting hair yeah. to begin with. And then like when she becomes She-Hulk, it just becomes so full that sometimes it distracts me and sometimes it does. I don't know. It's just like an uncanny thing seeing She-Hulk.
0: That's exactly what it's it's uncanny valley, because it's so close, but it's not quite
1: there it's like not different enough like the hulk is yeah right yeah yeah like so he's like his own thing whereas she's this like slightly large person and sometimes i feel like she's different sizes than what she is in other scenes oh i didn't catch that
0: i thought she was pretty uh she was pretty consistent um i will say i saw online someone just did an edit just a quick edits that i thought improved it so much where all they did was they just simply colored her lips green instead of actual like just like pink lips which she currently has and it made a world of difference and i thought it looked way better so i'm not sure why i mean they for sure must have tried that in the concepts and i don't know why they didn't do that but uh I think that probably would have helped things. But, uh, I mean, I like you said, it, it didn't bother me, really. And I think the show, as a show, is pretty fucking good, which makes yeah. it easier to
1: forgive even, even more so. Right. If it was shit, then we'd be ragging on it way more. Yes. Right? But also, once again, shout out to the random dude on the internet that does something really simple to improve upon what... <laughs> bunch of you know people agreed to (laughs) yep um but yeah uh episode one basically we see like an intro of jennifer walters she's a lawyer and she's like in her office and they're talking about a court case and she's talking with another lawyer and her paralegal that's working with her and then it kind of cuts to like a scene where she breaks the fourth wall which i'll say for me the fourth wall breaks have been great Same. I thought I wasn't going to like them. I've been enjoying them. And she's, like, talking about how you're not going to really be able to pay attention to this lawyer show if I don't let you know, like, how this all happened. And then that kind of kickstarts the episode to go into the whole story of how she became the She-Hulk. And right after this episode came out, news broke that apparently they were originally going to keep this whole story of how she became She-Hulk To the very end of the show, which (sighs) would have been fucking terrible. Yes. Because I think that's what made this episode so good, is that they just told us slash showed us, instead of making it into, well, how did it happen? What Blah, 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 you know? And it's like, it's not that type of mystery, right? Um, And so I thought that that worked really well.
0: Yeah, I I agree. When she... It was like they addressed exactly it's like you're not gonna be able to pay attention to this unless you know it's like yes, correct. How come no no other Marvel show has realized or acknowledged this? so I was really uh I was really heartened by the fact that that was like one of the first things in the show I was like, oh, like somebody in the process here gets it. It's like right that is very true. I would not have been able to pay attention to a lawyer show if i if uh if I you know didn't know how we got here, right. I'm so sick of the last episode, like suit reveal,
1: yes, oh, I'm so fucking over that. I've been over that since fucking Daredevil on Netflix came out, yes, oh yes. my God, Get That's, him out that is what started. black bandana shit, you know, it just kills me and and at the same time, it's also just not that type of reveal at all. It would have been so underwhelming because you're building something up that doesn't need to be built up at all. Yeah. Um, because like the MCU does so well, is it just kind of hand waves something that is fine. You know, yep. it's like, Hey, um, you know, they're going on a vacation, little getaway somewhere, Bruce Banner and his cousin, Jennifer Walters. And, um, a Sakaran ship shows up right in front of their car, which was crazy. Yeah. yeah it wasn't expecting yes. It. um, and so jennifer immediately kind of like swerves the car and they go you know crash it over the side of the road and she has this huge fucking gash on her arm it actually was kind of gross uh i hate when you see people cut their arms on tv it freaks me out and uh bruce is like get away get away i'm bleeding blah 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 and then um some of it drips into her cut right and that's that's how it all happens very simple um I guess it's also worth noting that he has a device that he's created for himself now so that he can stay in Bruce Banner mode. Yeah, convenient, but I'll accept it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like, with all this comic shit, you just have to kind of like, okay, you know, yep, there's no yep. elaborate thing here. Uh, but that was always the big question after Shang-Chi came out. That's when we saw him for the first time as Bruce again, I believe. Yeah. Um, in the after credit scene, so... Um, but yeah, basically she turns into what we now know as She-Hulk, um, and Bruce takes her to his secret lab in Mexico, which he built with Tony Stark. Yes, science um, bros. And so, yeah, it was like, we got more on the science bros in this than I think we got in the rest of the MCU, which is great. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I I, I don't know, I, I liked that aspect of this episode where it's, you know, you just get more of that backstory built out a little bit.
0: Yeah, there really was was a lot. I, I don't remember exactly the the order because this is two weeks ago now. But sometime around when they get into the lab, and they're, well, we'll probably. I don't want to jump the gun too much, but one thing just in my notes, one thing that stood out around this time was when Bruce was talking to Jennifer, like, "Look, like we're gonna have to figure this out. <laughs> my bad. This sucks, but." You're going to have to, you know, figure out how to control this like I did. And basically she's like, well, how do you do it? And he's like, "Uh, different ways. And the thing that made me laugh was they referenced Natasha's lullaby. (laughs) And he and he goes, I don't really have a great explanation for it. (laughs) Yeah, Nice (laughs) little meta explanation. Yeah, it's like perfect. Yeah. Also, I have in my notes, I forget the context, but Hulk said the word bruh. Which made me laugh quite a bit. Yes,
1: yes, that was great, (laughs) I remember that. Oh my gosh. I like how he had a binder that was like his 15-year plan for controlling Hulk. (laughs) Yeah! And then he was slowly ripping pages out of it. Um, Oh man. Because obviously she's able to handle that whole situation way differently than he is. Um, The thing I love about She-Hulk is that she can can turn into She-Hulk and turn it off. Uh, very quickly, just yeah, like told- in in her own control at any point. Um, when she first turned into She Hulk and she goes to that bar, and the guys are like trying to like hit her up. That was like so. I don't want to use the word triggering, but that's really what it was. I was like, fuck, like this is like, it was just like dark. The dudes are being like pieces of trash to her, and um. I loved how, like, after she became Hulk and she was talking to Bruce about it and she's like, he's like, you got to learn how to handle your emotions and your anger and all that. And she's like, that's literally what, like, every woman has to do every single (laughs) day, you know, when people are trying to, like, mansplain my job to me all the time. I loved that whole line. I just thought it was great, how, how how she worded it and everything. And so I liked the balance of those two things because it's just like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I did. I I really thought that was interesting as well. I mean, I think uh, obviously, you know, everyone experiences every emotion, but I do think probably anger and rage. Most people would agree are more of like a masculine trait. Um, In terms of like really like flying off the handle. Whereas, yeah, like like she explained, is like women don't have that luxury a right. lot a lot of the time. She's because, hysterical, exactly, exactly because there is, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go into leftist territory here, but uh, <laughs> but, uh but yeah, that is that is like super real. It's like women have to deal with. I mean, if they show any emotion of like anger or annoyance in the misogynistic world that we live in, there is inevitably going to be like exactly what you said. Oh, she's hysterical. She's crazy. Whatever, whatever. Um, And, and, and I thought that was really interesting. And it really makes me wonder because I'm not super familiar with this in the comics, but it makes me wonder if that is a constant with. um. Like, if there's going to ever be a Red She-Hulk and a Red Hulk, if it'll be similar, if just, like, the Red Hulk, uh, by virtue of living as a man for his whole life, is going to be have less control, and maybe Red She-Hulk, by virtue of living as a woman for her entire life, will be similar to Jennifer Walters, and just immediately be like, yeah, I get it. I've I've been doing this since day one, baby. Like... <laughs> No big deal. I can control my fucking emotions. Uh, I just thought that was so interesting and so cool. Who
1: who is Red She Hulk in the comic? Is it is it? Uh, I think it's Betty Brant. Oh, is it not?
0: I could it, be talking out of my. Well, it, I was about
1: to ask if it was Betty Ross.
0: Oh, uh, you're no, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're duh duh duh. duh, duh I duh, forgot about Betty, her completely.
1: But I forgot that she turns into. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that would be interesting. I just I'm just really surprised they haven't done Red Hulk yet but uh
0: I know. I
1: yeah, I mean I've been I've been barking up this tree for
0: ye- years literally. <laughs> I want Red Hulk so bad.
1: You know, you actually just reminded me of an article I read while we were out to that apparently and this is all rumor because I think all this stuff is very confusing. Um there was a rumor or some article out there that said that the Hulk movie distribution rights, I think, would go back to Marvel next year or something like that. And so maybe that has also hindered a lot of uh, development into yeah. Hulk related stuff just because, I mean, they clearly haven't made a Hulk movie. Um, well, not yet, since but the it original, sh- right?
0: sure seems like they are working toward a World War Hulk.
1: I think it would be great, and you know, yeah. I don't know what they'll do. William Hurt is has passed away now. Um, that but, makes me so sad. Yeah, I mean, he looked really he looked at really poor health in Black Widow when he showed up. Um, I remember at the end of that movie, I was like, "Damn, he does not look good." But yeah, um, yeah, who knows? Would be interested to see that character uh, live on, though. That would be great. This, um. Oh wait a minute. I just had
0: I just had a realization. Is the character of Everett Ross do you think uh related to General Ross in the MCU?
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting because they've sure been putting him in a lot of movies that he hasn't really done anything in yet. Was he Maybe in not a lot. Civil
1: War as well? I feel like yeah, he he was in more than Black Panther for sure. Let's see, capturing the Winter Soldier. Yeah, he must have been. I keep forgetting that uh, he was in more than one movie, and he's gonna be in in Wakanda forever. Yeah, um, and I he's guess a they, great. They could have actor. like a political dynasty kind of going on there. Yeah. So
0: he is he is really good. Shout out uh, BBC
1: Sherlock. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just just stop after season three. I think. <laughs> But yeah, those first two seasons are 10 out of 10, easy. Those two.
0: Yeah, so good.
1: Um, all right, so basically, we get like a little bit of a fight, but it's definitely like a a family-esque fight, like a sibling fight, only they're cousins.
0: <laughs> yeah. You and and they also have the power to break mountains.
1: Right. Right, yeah. <laughs> they're basically just like wrestling with each other for fun. Wrestling. Um, Excuse me. Horse um, play, Hulk play. Yeah, no, yeah. that might that might be something. <laughs> <different>. <laughs> okay, I'm going to searching for that later. Um, but yeah, basically they fight for a bit. I thought that was pretty good. The CGI got a little wonky for a second. Um, but then eventually- yes, that, I
0: I actually had that same note. That was the only time in this episode where I was like, uh, "Okay, the CGI is yeah. a little rough."
1: <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Um, but then the fight ends when. Bruce's bar that he built on the beach with Tony gets destroyed and he's like "My
0: bar!" it <laughs> was so good.
1: They basically rebuild it together. Um Adorable. I love when he like pouts cuz I can relate to it. <laughs> for yes. so reason. Yeah. Like, My bar. Oh. It's um, so
0: funny cuz he's like obviously this like superpower
1: just rage monster
0: and he but he's also like a child.
1: (laughs) Right, right. I love it. I love it so much. Um and so Jennifer helps him rebuild it. Um and so that's all good. And then she she goes to return to her legal career and Bruce respects it. He kind of reluctantly is like, okay, I respect your choice to go back, you know, and live life differently than me. Because she doesn't want to be a superhero. She just wants to be a lawyer. Um which man, who has ever decided that um. And so she goes back, and this is kind of the transition back to where we started at the very beginning, right? So we've gotten the whole "how did she become this way" out of the way. Um, and she's in court. She's about to give, um, kind of the final. What do you call that? The uh, the final talk to the, like the jurors. I don't remember what it's called. Um, deliberation, or no? It's, it's right before deliberation, but um final remarks. closing argument closing argument closing argument thank you (laughs) um and she's going up against uh these lawyers from glk and h which is supposed to be like this really like high luxury uh you know lawyer firm you know really good lawyers and right as she's giving her closing arguments um titania who is described in the series as a superpowered influencer, which I love. <laughs> I love that take. She just bursts through the wall, and apparently she is escaping like a like a traffic stop or something, like a traffic ticket, like hearing at the same court. Um, and Jennifer Walter's paralegal is like, you gotta transform and save everyone. And she's like, Well, I liked this outfit. And so uh she takes off her shoes so that she doesn't break her shoes. And then transforms into She-Hulk and just, like, beats the shit out of Titania and stops her from, like, throwing desks at people. Um, and then immediately returns back to normal and is like, I would like to make my closing argument. Um, and then the episode ends. Yeah, it was, uh, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Between that and the the after credit scene, which we kind of missed the context earlier in the episode but when they're sitting at the bar in mexico she hulk and hulk um jennifer keeps asking about captain america and she's like sad that he died a virgin um and so in the after (laughs) credit scene she like fakes being drunk and bruce tells her that steve lost his virginity to, like, one of the backup dancers on his, like, USO tour. And then she ends the, the whole episode by saying, Captain America, fuck! Dude, I was so caught off guard. Dude, it was amazing. What a <laughs> it choice. Was so good,
0: yeah. So good.
1: I loved it. Do you want to rate this one now? Because we can rate them separately? Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right, let's do it. As we do on the Infinity Watch podcast, we rate our episodes out of six whole unadulterated infinity stones this one's a six easy for me
0: yeah i think i'm gonna give this a six too i feel like i'm becoming uh cliched in that i give every first episode a six but i think the first episodes have been really strong at least for the last couple of them yeah, um, I, I don't know
1: if i've given a six in a little bit but uh this one i i think definitely deserved it
0: yeah yeah i, I really liked it
1: I think it helped that our expectations weren't too high. Yes. But at the same time, like that's not why it's getting a six. You know, I, yeah, I still agreed. feel like it was it earned it. Yeah. It was good. I was entertained throughout. It wasn't too long. It knew exactly what it was supposed to be, and it just executed. So
0: And it was quick. I we talked about the pacing earlier, and like that really makes a big difference. Um Yeah. Yeah.
1: Big fan. I love the references to the MCU throughout. And yes. so, yeah, going into the second episode, I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's watch this." I keep thinking it's coming out on Wednesdays, and it comes out on Thursdays, it's throwing me off. Um,
0: I know. I wish they would release it on Wednesday. Like, there's no. I guess Andor's coming out soon, so they don't want to do them both on the same day,
1: which is how they fucked over Miss Marvel. But right, um, right. But they said that this one was doing way better than Miss Marvel in terms of viewership. I believe that just by virtue of having the word Hulk in the title. I'm so far disconnected from like the quote unquote common man that I I just can't imagine being like, (laughs) I'm going to watch She-Hulk, but not the other ones. You know, I just, for me, MCU is like, you're in it or you're not. Yeah. And so like, I personally cannot comprehend being like picky choosy with them, but I know that obviously I'm like a fangirl about these things. So
0: yeah, I think, I think. Miss Marvel had. I We're mean, Ma- uh,
1: what <laughs> did you do? Uh,
0: stop! Come on. It, the, especially the first episode of Miss Marvel was great. It was super great. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. But I think Miss Marvel had a lot of like hurdles that had to clear initially, yes. where like no one knows who Miss Marvel is unless you're like a big time comic nerd. Um, also, unfortunately, because I'm going into leftist territory again. <laughs> going there right
1: again, there, son. Um, obviously,
0: there's going to be people, uh, for all different kinds of reasons who are going to feel like, well, a culture's being shoved down my throat just because the culture exists. Um, so that's obviously fucking stupid, but it's something that is reality that it had to kind of fight against. And then there were also no other mainstream MCU heroes in that show for people to be like, oh, I I know I know that person. Whereas, like, if you watch the She-Hulk trailer... You see Mark Ruffalo, so you're like, oh, I know I know Mark Ruffalo. I've seen him in the movies. I'm gonna see what that character's up to in this show. So it's um So yeah, I I, I get it. I definitely get why She-Hulk is uh doing better. But I but Miss Marvel was amazing and Amon Valani's amazing. And if you haven't watched that show yet, you should give it a try. It does kind of falter in the middle. There's some weird, there's some weird parts. But, uh, but overall, I think it's, uh, it's worth a watch. If only for Amon Valani.
1: She's great. All right. Well, now that the liberal trash is done talking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought this podcast was supposed to be American.
1: I'll be going back to my Captain Glenn Beck show. (sighs) (laughs) All right. Superhuman Law Episode 2. Before I get too into that, um...
0: Superhuman Law Episode 2. Oh, that's, is that that's, is that's the name? The of name? It. Okay. I thought you were just giving it that title.
1: The the first one was called A Normal Amount of Rage. Yep. Um so basically after after Jennifer Walters went all She-Hulk in court, that's when everyone really found out because she kind of kept it a secret. She only told, I think, her paralegal and maybe her family and Bruce, right? Um, and so she defeated Titania in court, and then people just started calling her She-Hulk. Uh, which is really funny because it's a terrible name, but like we're just used to it. You know, yes, at this point. yes. <laughs> I'm not sure there's much better choice of a name, to be honest. But it still isn't a good name, in my opinion. Um, but GLK and H was able to get the case declared a mistrial because they argued that because She Hulk saved all of the jury, that they would be biased towards her at that point. I'm not um, gonna
0: lie. I like. I thought that was actually really
1: clever. I'm like, yeah, I could see that happening. <laughs> yeah, probably voting voting in her favor as well. Yeah. So, uh, she was basically instantly fired from the district attorney's office because the entire case got thrown because of that, uh, which is bullshit. Um, and she basically kind of goes on like uh, a struggle to try and find a new job at you know, any other law office, which I thought this the sequence in this was really cool because they keep showing her doing interviews. And they like start off as like pretty nice and professional. And you can tell the setting that she's in is pretty nice and professional. And each one they show just gets progressively worse. And so like the <laughs> setting she's in gets progressively worse. And then just like how they say no to her gets progressively ruder. And I just loved that, you know, like how it how it showed how it's like, hey, she's just willing to take anything. And by the end, she's in like some shabby law office, and they're like, we don't want you to be a sideshow, you know, um, for our firm or whatever. And so she's basically not able to find a job at all. Um, and she's like in the middle of giving up when she gets approached by um one of the main guys from G L K N H, who she was fighting against in the past trial. Um, and the guy's name is Holden Holloway so he's the H of GLK and H. he basically is like hey you were about to win the case against us which isn't easy um, and the only reason you didn't is because it got declared a mistrial by us um, because you saved everyone and so she's like yeah I'll take the job she like instantly says yes which I thought was funny um, and she goes to work for them and then like immediately finds out that they want her to always be in She-Hulk form. Yeah. <laughs> which she doesn't want to do because she just wants to be herself. And they want her to head up their new superhuman law division. Yeah. And so what she thought was like good fortune coming her way is now not exactly going the way that she wanted it to go.
0: Yes. Um, However, it is clear in the episode, which I thought this was pretty interesting public opinion seems to be very much on her side like the public seems to love her as as she hulk um because they just see her as like a hero they're not like scared despite the connections to the actual hulk which i guess it also they also kind of referenced the public seems to have turned around on the hulk now too but i i in reality, I don't know. I mean, Hulk has <laughs> destroyed cities. So yeah,
1: yeah, especially like Age of Ultron, right? Yeah, you know so, he just destroyed so much in that city. And I mean, even in his first movie, I mean, there's just been so many, so many things. But I guess when you help save the world,
0: yeah, yeah, I guess you it, get a pass. You
1: know. um, but at the same time, that kind of that's what I actually really like about the show because, um. It, it it's it's veering into like ethical dilemma,
0: yeah areas. Which of as a law show, which should. I love,
1: yeah. Like I can talk about ethical dilemmas all day, and so it kind of her it kind of comes to a head when we find out that Jennifer's first case is to represent Emil Blonsky, yeah, it, aka be, Abomination.
0: Before we continue, I have to reference a joke that was made that was. Maybe the hardest I've laughed at a joke in a scripted television show in, in the longest time where when she was in, she walked into the bar and I guess one of her old coworkers, I guess a friend seemed like a like a shithead. Uh, a guy walked up to her and was talking to her and then <laughs> he drops the line. There's a hot chick over there. I'm going to go talk to it oh yeah i was like what the fuck i was crying laughing that hit me so hard i thought that was so fucking funny
1: just like the dismissiveness that was the douchey guy that wanted (laughs) to do the closing arguments instead of her right oh
0: yeah yeah of course yeah that made me laugh i mean that killed me I was laughing so fucking hard. I just, I just thought that was such an absurd thing to say.
1: Yeah, it really was. But it, at the same time, it just tells a lot about that guy, right? Yeah,
0: amazing character building moment.
1: Yeah, I remember that now. I completely forgot about that. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's just like, wow, this guy is something else, huh?
0: Yes, and also there was a there was an introduction of a character right before she learns about Emil Blonsky. Um, there's an introduction of a character who seems like an like an intern type. Whose name was he said his name was Pug. Mm. And this guy was fucking adorable. He only had like a couple of lines, but he was the one who came in and he's like, hey, I got you, I got some stuff, and and I got directions to to the best bathroom for pooping.
1: Yeah, he like hands <laughs> and, it to them. Oh yeah. and, and
0: he was like really like this dude was like mo like supermodel attractive, I felt like. Yeah. And oh, uh yeah. But he but he's like the super attractive, but in a way like he plays like really dumb really well, which I'm obviously sure he's not in real life. But he just like really played that type really well. And I was like, oh, this could this could potentially be a really fun character. So I hope that uh, I hope that he comes back a lot because I because just in his brief interaction, I was like, I love this guy. His name's Pug.
1: What the well, fuck? Well, it's worth noting, too, that he's like the one nice guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's all these lawyers why I like are like assholes. Him. Yeah, right?
1: yeah. He seemed legitimately like stoked that she was there. Seemed like a good dude. Yeah. And so he's a nice guy that's there to welcome her. But then at the same time, like she may be working at like this asshole law office, but she has like the most beautiful corner office you could ever imagine. Yes. Yeah. Like, windows th- to windows and gigantic. Um, and so it's like, yeah, it's very lawyer, very lawyery. So
0: I get the sense at this point and tell me, tell me what you think about this. I get the sense that the, um, it, it almost feels like, I forget his, the H, I forget his name already, Harold uh, Holden Holloway, Holden. It seems like they're almost trying to play him off to be maybe kind of sketchy and kind of bad. I feel like he's legit. I feel like he's going to be like a good dude.
1: I feel like. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't think think he's going to be bad. I think it's just he's a partner lawyer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it comes across mean because he's the type of guy that like once he's decided something. Yes. It's not changing. Yep. And you're going to do it. Or if you don't, you're not gonna have a job.
0: Yep. Know? Yep. Which is, yeah, not necessarily I mean, I would assume that's how lawyering just kind of works. It's very cutthroat. It's uh a lot more serious than like my stupid job and a lot of people's stupid jobs. Uh because yep. you're talking about like people's freedom. So Yeah. Uh but yeah, I, I think I think that character is gonna turn out to be um a decent, a decent character, and I hope I'm, I hope I'm right.
1: Yeah, and I, I think at the same time too, it's like he wants the superhuman law division to oh, be yeah. successful, of and course. obviously there's, you know, he's going to have a, a financial stake in that as well. But yep. you know, I think that's a good sign too. You know, yeah. Um, anyone that doesn't look at other people that are different from them in a negative connotation, I think, is a step in the right direction for yes. anybody. Yes. So, um yeah, it's interesting because he wants Jennifer to always be She-Hulks, so that she can kind of be the poster child of their superhuman law division, and the first person he wants her to represent is the man that tried to kill her cousin <laughs> in his debut movie, Emil Blonsky, The Abomination. Um, and the last time we saw uh, The Abomination was in Shang-Chi when he was in the underground fight club with Wong. Yeah. And so that was really interesting. So we saw him back as his normal self, uh, human self. Um, and Jennifer's job is to represent him at his parole hearing so that he can hopefully get an early release. Um, and she's obviously very reluctant to do so. And she said, Hey, I'll literally represent anyone else. And he's like, no, you're going to do it. Um, he already had Blonsky sign like a, um, like some waiver that basically said like conflict of interest waived, you know. Yep. Um, it's okay. I didn't know that was. Is that a real? I mean, it, I feel like it must be a real thing. I'm sure there's like a document you could sign that just acknowledges, hey, I think there could be a conflict of interest here, and I I'm knowledgeable of it and okay with it. Yeah, that's I'm interesting. Sure, that exists. Um, and so you know, the weird thing here is that he seems all good. He seems like he's been doing really good. He's like. Super zen, you know. He has seven
0: soulmates.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. What's up with that? Um, and so I'm trying to think of. I was just gonna go somewhere next, and I completely forgot. Um, she eventually. Oh, she talks to Bruce. She's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, super nervous that he's gonna be like really offended. (laughs) And then she calls him, and I love this scene because, like, yep, she's talking and she's kind of calling him to ask that he is okay with it but she just like steamrolls him yeah (laughs) every single time she's try, he's trying to say any word she just steamrolls he's like you're just calling me to tell me that you're gonna you're gonna take him on as a client and she's like yeah i am um and i really love that interaction that was probably one of my favorite parts yes and they also in
0: kind of a funny way acknowledged uh that hulk used to be edward norton with
1: just oh yeah dude that was fucking (laughs) hilarious (laughs) just like a split second fourth wall break. I'm it a w- completely different man now, literally. <laughs> and then she just looks at the camera and goes, "Ha." Dude, that was <laughs> hilarious. Apparently the literally line was not in the script. Oh, and Mark Ruffalo just added that. Nice. But yeah, I that's that's I was trying to remember what I wanted to say and that was 100% it. That was <laughs> fucking hilarious. Um and so after that phone call Jennifer calls Holden. It was like, I'm oh wait, the you case. missed
0: you missed a you missed a very important part. Oh, what did I do when mm. they hang up the phone? Uh, it shows Bruce again, and the, as the camera pans out, Bruce is in a spaceship oh, in yes. space.
1: Oh shit, <laughs> dude! Like, what the fuck are they gonna do? He's going to Sakar again, or what? I think this is the World War Hulk setup, dude. That'd be fucking wild. Yeah, I really think that's what it is. My notes are very lacking in this episode apparently. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah. So he hangs up and you just see him, he's flying. This is like uh the end of Spider-Man Far from Home yeah. again. Yep. Yeah. Where we see Samuel L. Jackson in a fucking spaceship and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: um,
1: so yeah, I guess uh I guess like I think Bruce says something in the first episode where he's like, they weren't trying to hurt me, they were probably just trying to get into contact with me or something the sakaran oh
0: interesting okay i don't think i picked up on that
1: interesting and so i don't know what's going on there is the grandmaster still alive i don't well, i know. hope so um but yeah that'll be super interesting that's a, that's a good little point i'm i'm glad uh I'm glad we didn't miss that completely um and so yeah we find out that bruce is heading to Sakar supposedly and then jennifer calls her new boss and is like i'll take him as a client he's like great Sounds good. And then he's like, you should probably watch the news. And then like hangs up. <laughs> and she looks on the TV and uh the abomination has broken out of prison.
0: Yeah. And it is the scene from Shang-Chi. Right. Uh, where
1: he's fighting in the in the uh in the ring. So okay. There is one thing that I just sparked my own memory again of what I wanted to talk to you about. Am I wrong in saying that this is the same fucking prison that the clandestines were in? Because it's the Department of Damage Control, and I'm pretty sure... Is it the raft? I think it's the same one, and let me see. Department of Damage Control. It made me really angry. (laughs) How easy it is to break out of. (laughs) It, It made me angry to think that... I guess the Abomination could break out really easily, but I think he just went through a sling ring, right? Or whatever. I don't know if he broke out, broke out. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know if that's confirmed, but... But I was just like, wait a second. Y'all got... Y'all got the same people, like the clandestines in there, as the Abomination. And the Abomination's still chilling inside, and the clandestines are like, just breaking out willy-nilly. No big deal. I will. Here's here's my
0: uh, here's my explanation. Oh boy, the abominations' powers are science based, and the clandestines' powers are magic based. Oh my god. So the I'm the just clandestines' saying, powers I'm were they saying. were walking
1: through a uh, like a a plumbing corridor in the middle of a factory, <laughs> and there was uh, one guard with like a a spike stick walking behind them because they're dumb. Well, but yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll take your apologist theory.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah, that's my that's my apologist uh, take. <laughs> I just remember
1: seeing seeing like the, the Department of Damage Control Supermax prison pop up and I was like, oh, man, this is the same fucking place with the clandestines. You know, the only thing you need to get out of that prison is just heavy eyeliner. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> yeah, all you need. yeah, that's all you need.
1: And you're good to go. So, um. But yeah, I would say this is a pretty good episode, too. I didn't love it yeah. as much as the first one, but I liked it.
0: Yeah, same. Yeah, same. And then bad. the the after credits scene was was pretty funny. It was not as good as the first one, but it was pretty funny. It was just her family, who I, I don't think we mentioned, but her family seems uh, like a nice family. They're like... Oh, yeah, we skipped that whole scene. The whole yeah, scene. they're like a little dysfunctional, but very supportive, seems like. Um, and her dad in particular seems uh, really supportive. And the after credits scene is just her dad being like, uh, can you help me like move all this heavy stuff, like lift up this car so we can change this tire
1: and yeah, she's carrying in those huge jugs of water, <laughs> Yeah,
0: like eight jugs of water.
1: Yeah, I did like the family scene because they're all talking and her her other cousin just became the manager of a Best Buy. <laughs> yeah and uh his family is like just a piece of shit because they're like well that's so great and then they're like jennifer just lost her job um <laughs> and so you get all that like inner family drama but then her dad is like hey can you help me in the garage for a second and then he just calls her in there so that like he can check in on her yeah and, like, talk yeah and I that was nice that was great
0: and I, I i liked he said something along the lines of like she was worried uh about their reaction and he's like this isn't even the first time we've had to deal with a Hulk in the family.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was great. Could you imagine, though, being part of the Banner family? I mean, it sure would be interesting. Just like, well, my uh, my nephew just destroyed half of South Africa today. <laughs> and then, like, for two years, he's gone. And they just think he's dead. Oh, my God. It's got to be wild. But, yeah, the family part was really cool, too. Her Her dad was awesome. But yeah, great great after credit scene of her just carrying all the shit. Which, I mean, hey, if you got a super-ripped person, that's just, you know... Yep. You become the person with the truck. Yep.
0: <laughs> become so. the person who is the truck.
1: Yes. Quite <laughs> literally. All right. What do you want to rate episode two, Eric? I think this one... Man, it feels...
0: It's like a, an extremely strong four, I think very strong 4 nice. um which i don't know if we i always forget whether or not we rate things on a scale of 6 infinity stones and you can't break an infinity stone if we didn't say that so uh if you could i would rate this a 4.5 but we can't so i'm going to give it a, a very strong 4 for me uh i did really like it i thought i thought it was good um and i'm shocked by how much i am enjoying the show so far i'm really yeah.
1: liking it Definitely likewise for me. I'm going to give this one a five. I thought it was pretty fucking solid. Um, you know, I'm definitely, I judge each show kind of like in the, in like a a vacuum of its own show, um, if yep. that makes sense. And so it's like, I can't compare this to Loki. I can't compare this to movies, right? It's, it's She-Hulk and I'm rating She-Hulk. And so it's like the first one I thought was great, perfect. This one I liked a little bit less, but I still had a great time watching it. Um yeah. Thought it was really interesting. So solid five for me. I didn't really have any major qualms with it. Um, I think we're just still definitely in the building phase, right? Yes. Of of what this show is about, where it's getting at. I'm just waiting for that red and yellow fucking daredevil suit, baby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. So excited. But yeah, if if the rest of the series maintained the quality, I would be very happy. Yeah. Very, very happy. So um pleasantly surprised just like how you said and uh i'm ready for some more you know indeed it's uh i I, usually a main thing for me is when we were watching miss marvel i wasn't like super hype on watching it quickly I just wasn't getting out of it what I expected for the most part over the series. There's there definitely some better episodes than the others. This one, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like Wednesday came around. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch She-Hulk. And then I was like, fuck, I got to wait another <laughs> yep, day. <you> yep. <laughs> know? So that's always like a good barometer for yes, me when watching these shows. Definitely. All right. Let's jump over to recommendations. Oh, yeah. You got anything good? Yeah.
0: Um. So I picked up... um. The the Spider-Man game that was previously uh, PlayStation only, they released it for PC. Oh, did they really? Yeah. A good one. So I yeah, I um I played it and I really liked it. I don't I think the internet overhyped it a little bit. Uh it's really good. But it's about as good as any other modern Spider-Man game. I didn't think it was necessarily like way better than, than the other modern Spider-Man games, but I like all the modern Spider-Man games. Um so yeah, I had a I had a really good time with it. My biggest qualm is it locked my favorite suit behind a stupid achievement um that I'm not gonna do. And that really annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, which one is the favorite? It is the uh Mark II black and red scarlet spider suit. Uh
1: oh, the, the
0: the one that the one that Kane wears, not the one that Ben Riley wears. Mm. And what do you have
1: to do to get it?
0: So it's, it's so it's part of basically in the main game, there are all of these little if you've ever played like an Assassin's Creed or a GTA, it's like on the map, there's a, all these little things you can clear off the map. Um And as I was playing the main game, I did pretty much all of them, but there was a lot. So by the time I got to the end, the PC version is the is the remastered version. So it comes with all the DLC, which is great. I'm really glad they did that. You don't have to pay extra for the DLC. Um, But then once you do the DLC, it almost kind of like resets the map and it gives you a bunch more little things to clear off and basically to get the scarlet spider suit you had to 100% clear everything off the map in one of these DLCs which i had just done so oh, i was man. like i'm not going to i'm not going to fight 30 more little groups of thugs and like <laughs> you know all right of, it's right. just i'm not gonna do that uh so that re- that really bummed me out because i uh, i wanted to be scarlet spider but i could my another suit that's really up there for me is the spider-man 2099 suit and that's the one i use for most of the game that looks great all of them look great in that game um it, it runs really well on pc and it's uh, definitely, definitely worth a playthrough if you're a Spider-Man fan uh, and you have a PlayStation or a PC. It's uh, really good.
1: Do you know if they're going to do the same for the Miles Morales one?
0: Yes, I think they are, which I'm I'm super stoked about. I can't wait to play that one because Miles' story in the main game is really, really intriguing. Um, you kind of see the you kind of see how he gets his powers and in this universe him and peter are kind they become kind of like friends and like peter becomes kind of like a mentor um early on which is which is interesting cuz you don't really get that in the comics or or the movies yet um so i thought that was an interesting way to do it and i and i do think it works i think it totally works as a way to bring miles into the same universe as Peter. Um, and there are like little, I guess, mild spoilers. Uh, so if you care, fast forward a minute, but, um, there is, there's a funny interaction after miles gets his powers. He's not spider manning around yet, but he reveals his powers to Peter and Peter's like, you got to be shitting me, man. Like I got, I got spider powers too. So, so, um, so they know, they know about each other and, uh and it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel ridiculous. Like it, it does. I, I wasn't like, come on, what are, what are the chances here? Like it, it kind of makes sense. The reason why miles gets the powers is because he already was hanging around Peter and MJ. Like it, it, it it's one of those situations. It's not like just a wild coincidence. Um, but it's, <laughs> once it's revealed in the DLC, Miles is like calling Peter and he's like, listen, I want you to train me. And Peter's like, dude, you're 15. Go to school. The- relax (laughs) miles is like you were 15 when you started and he's like yeah and i almost died a bunch of times like i can't i can't i can't do that and so then miles basically is trying to come up with all these reasons why peter should train him and so he's almost like blackmailing him he's like okay he's like all right you're not gonna train me but i'm gonna join the basketball team is that okay to do and peter's like uh just keep it believable and miles is like and peter's like no dunking and miles is like uh well (laughs) and peter's is like oh come on man you you're all you've already been dunking and miles is like you should have seen it it was so good this guy was talking smack and i dunked right on his face it's just like stuff like that it's like really funny really really cool interactions um i I love that yeah i like that a lot a lot a lot um Which makes me even more excited for when they do release the Miles Morales game. But, yeah, I just, I love that character. What an amazing character. Shout out Brian Michael Bendis. Um, God, I love Spider-Man. So good.
1: That's my pick. Dude, (laughs) Ultimate Spider-Man. So fucking good. It's gotta be the most consistently great run that went on for that long. Yep, I agree. I agree. between that and Invincible. Yep, yep, I agree. Damn. So good, I wish you could collect it easily physically, but you can't,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm a bit as you know, I'm a big proponent of uh the Marvel Unlimited app, and they're all on there,
1: but yeah, That's basically it's, the only way to do it, yeah, easily, you know, which is crazy i I just gotta get on a soapbox for I'll do it fifteen seconds or less. <laughs> Comics needs to do a way better job of making their shit accessible. I saw some kids. At fucking Barnes and Noble two days ago, trying to figure out which Sandman book to get because it was Sandman book one and Sandman volume one, and they just couldn't figure it out. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you got to make this shit easier for people. Yeah. If you have good comic runs, they can't be like out of print so easily, so quickly. Yep. Make that shit clear, and so many more people will read your shit. It's, it's, you'd think they'd be more motivated by the dollars, but they don't seem to be. So, I don't know.
0: No, I, I totally agree. It is, it's, I've talked to several people who have said things just like, like, yeah, I'm kind of interested in comics, but I just have no clue where to start. So I'm just probably never going to start. And, and I can't blame those people. It's, it's almost impossible.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you don't want to have to put in so much work just to start something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, good shit, man. I didn't know that they released it on PC. That's awesome. Yes, it's super cool. It's always good to see Kingman pop up. Or Kingman, King, King Kingman, Kingman, Kingman. What's wrong with me today?
0: Kingman, Kingman. Kingman. Um,
1: <laughs> all right, I got two of them today. I gotta give a major shout out to Better Call Saul.
0: Oh yeah,
1: Better Call Saul just ended. Um. After several, several years. I think it was six seasons total. It's been on for the last seven years or so. And without a doubt, better than Breaking Bad for me. Oh, okay. Um, What I thought would not be a good show is just so good. Yeah. I think each season is like a perfect crescendo of just like slow burn to just crazy shit. And then the whole show Is like a slow burn to a crazy ending, too. And it's just really fucking good. It has good law shit. It has good tie-ins to Breaking Bad. So if you like Breaking Bad, you'll get all that, too. Then, like, he's a con man. And so it's like you just have all these crazy cool cons that they just keep getting cooler and cooler, how he gets away with all this shit. And, um, yeah, they stuck the landing for sure. Um, Just a really, really great fucking series really well-produced television where you could tell like the creators had a lot of control and there's like a lot of artistic parts of it where, you know, this cool camera work, cool cinematography. And it's just, it's just another level. I don't think we have too many shows that are at that level um, of production quality and just creativity. And I, I very much appreciate that. And I thought it was fucking great. So if you haven't watched Better Call Saul, fucking watch it. It's all done. You can binge it straight through now if you want to. Tommy, the whole thing in three weeks. <laughs> um, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, it's um,
0: it's amazing. I I'm not caught up, but I've watched the first couple of seasons, and it is amazing. Also, we got to get Vince Gilligan in the MCU, a Punisher series. Let him direct and write a Punisher series.
1: Apparently, he said he wants to write a good guy now, and I'm like, oh, oh. man, but you write such good bad guys. Yeah, so, he's really good at writing people that really. I don't even say they're bad guys. They just kind of get easily corrupted. Corrupted. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect perfect word for. It. It's like easily corrupted and then also just like morally ambiguous. You know, it's like sometimes they're doing bad things for a good yep, reason trying but to be but There's good. kind of like a selfish angle to it, you know, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. I I really like characters that are a little bit more ambiguous so if it's like, I don't know, like, I'm rooting for him, but kind of a piece of shit at the same time, you know? Yeah. I don't want to say anti-hero, but... Uh, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean, though. Same vein, right? Um, We we missed
0: a, a rumor that I wanted to talk about. I forgot to oh, write shit. down in news that this just made me think of. Apparently, Giancarlo Esposito wants to play Professor X. And I think that would be amazing,
1: Esposito.
0: The uh, that's Gus, Gus from oh, uh, Juan Carlo.
1: Oh, did oh. I did I
0: pronounce it like a like a white guy?
1: you like my. Jim Carlo.
0: <laughs> my my bad, Esposito. My bad.
1: Oh yeah, I saw that. Okay, I saw that. What? No, I thought he said was it Professor? X? Oh yeah, yeah. he wanted to play a good guy. Well, specifically right. Professor X. Professor X. I think. Um, <laughs> what was it? I saw the video of him. Where he said that, and he pronounced one of the characters wrong. And I remember finding it hilarious. <laughs> um, it was like, uh, I don't know if it was Doom Juan Carlo. Let me see if I can find this because that shit was hilarious. Comic book Juan Carlo. That makes a lot more sense. Gian Carlo. <laughs> I thought you said Jim Carlo. And I was like, what? Okay, let's see. I think I found the video. Announces which character he wants to do. Okay, I got to listen to this real quick. All right.
0: While you're listening to that, so there's not dead air, I think that would be so cool. I mean, he's done exclusively villains. Well, I'm sure not exclusively, but his biggest roles have all been villainous. Um, I think he'd be a really interesting Professor X. I think he'd bring uh insane amount of like gravitas uh to that role He's a good actor He's for sure. He's so
1: good. He's so good. Um I-, I realized what the villain was that he said. Wrong. What was it? Okay, so this is his quote. He said, "So there's been talk of Magneto and everyone's cheering. There's been talk of Doctor Freeze. Doctor like, Freeze. Who the fuck is Doctor Freeze?" <laughs> Mr. Freeze got a doctorate. He would be. He'd be a great Mr. Freeze, too.
0: Damn.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's probably very few roles he wouldn't be great in, to be honest. And then he goes, then there has been talk of who else have they been talking about over there? Then he goes, oh, Doom. And then there's Professor X. And he said, pick one. I'm going to go for something that's a little bit different. I'm going to go out there and put it into the universe. And that is Professor X.
0: God, that'd be so dude. I,
1: I want him in the MCU so bad. So definitely be a, a bit different for him, which I think would be good because he does kind of play the same kind of guy, yeah. He
0: does, he does.
1: I found him a little bit underwhelming in The Mandalorian, personally. Okay, you just wasn't different from what I'd seen of him. All right, I think so. It just to me, it was just like Star Wars Gus, yeah. You know, I think
0: you're just a mustache hater, probably, <laughs> probably. Oh
1: man, I forgot. <laughs>
0: Dr. Freeze. Doctor Freeze. All right, what was your second? I didn't mean to cut you off. What was your second? No,
1: no, you're good. Um, this is another one that I think a lot of other people have been recommending, but uh I'm almost finished reading the book I'm glad my mom mm-hmm. died uh by Jeanette McCurdy. Yeah. I was able to get a copy. Legend. I had to pay a little bit more than I wanted to on eBay, but you know, I'm a I'm a physical book oh kind of person. Gosh, but I, it is back on in stock <laughs> on Amazon and you can get it within like a week from today so if you want to read it get it on amazon it's only like 15 bucks 18 bucks and uh yeah it just uh the story is told in like a, a series of vignettes very short vignettes so each chapter is only a couple pages typically um but there's several of them obviously and it's just uh it's just a really powerful story i think she uh is really good at kind of capturing everything that she went through obviously jeanette mccurdy was one of the uh the main actresses from iCarly, Sam and Cat on Nickelodeon, and she talks about kind of the abuse she went through from her family, um, and from, uh, people that were involved in in Hollywood and the shows and stuff that she was on, and uh, I don't know, I just uh, I really connected with it, and I think a lot of other people have too, um, just really eye opening. If you've ever watched any of the shows she's on, you know, it's just like. When I was a kid, I watched iCarly and Drake and Josh and all that Nickelodeon shit, and um it's just really interesting reading this book, and it kind of puts this whole light onto all of that, right? Yeah, it's like holy shit, like all this stuff was going on while she was making these shows um and then I think it also puts a really strong highlight onto like people that make it in Hollywood that maybe aren't making it via nepotism and other things, right. Because uh, that was not her case at all. You know, it was just like the grind of just trying to get in as a child actor. Um, it's really fucked up shit, but it's it's I think a story worth reading for sure.
0: Yeah, I that is one I definitely want to read. It's I've uh, seen nothing but good things.
1: Yeah, highly recommend it. Better call Saul. I'm glad my mom died. Um, definitely, <laughs> I, I posted I was reading that book on Instagram. My dad was like, "What the heck is this?" <laughs> I'm like I'm like, chill out homie chill out we're good
0: yeah it's uh it's it's quite the title
1: for sure yeah definitely definitely catches the eye yes it does know? yes it does but clearly simon and schuster were not ready for this book to fucking explode because man impossible to get for a little bit um but like yeah. i said it's available on amazon it'll get delivered within a week and so not too long of a wait for a book that's pretty hard to get your hands on so nice um, But, yeah, we are back in full swing. We'll be back next week with more She-Hulk. If you got anything to say to us, hit us up on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch or via email Podcast at gmail.com. You just got to remember that magical little subject line. Mm. What is it again, Eric? Uh, I think it's something along the lines of, fuck the
0: billionaires. Fuck them. And fuck Andrew Tate, misogynistic piece of dog shit.
1: Not, I'm not sure who that is, but I good, agree. good, <laughs> good. <laughs> Your life's better for it. Is that that one guy that like all these kids know and he's just a massive, yeah, he's a garbage, yeah, he he's like, like a wrestler or something, yeah, he like thinks
0: he's like God's gift to humanity and he's maybe one of the worst people who's ever lived.
1: What was it? Uh, you know, I started, I, 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 well, I didn't start, I guess I saw something. Speaking of people in the MCU that are trash, um allegedly. Uh, Terrence Howard has like some book where it's like uh, like the the square root of, or was it not the square root, like 1 times 1 equals 2 or something. He like believes in some other form of of math. It's called let's see. Okay, here we go. 2015 interview with Rolling Stone. Howard explained that he has formulated his own language of logic, which he calls (laughs) Teriology. in which he he was keeping secret until he patented it. This logic language, he claimed, would be used to prove the statement 1 times 1 equals 2. He said, how can it equal 1? If 1 times 1 equals 1, that means that 2 is of no value because 1 times itself has no effect. 1 times 1 equals 2 because the square root of 4 is 2. So what's the square root of 2? Should be 1, but we're told it's 2, and that cannot be. (laughs)
0: Uh yeah, so if anybody doesn't know, Terrence Howard is an actual crazy person. Um he's been on this for a little while. I I actually don't know if you've ever seen this. Sounds like maybe you haven't. He was giving like a graduation speech in another country. I don't remember which country. Or maybe it was a graduation speech. Maybe he was like given some award or something. And he went on this. I mean, it's it is sad. like it's funny, but it is sad because he's clearly got some uh you know, something going on, some pretty serious mental health stuff going on. But, um. Oh, in Uganda about developing a new yes, hydrogen That technology. was it. It was in Uganda. And he went on this rant basically about how he developed this new technology that he was going to give to the government of Uganda to give them like unlimited energy or whatever. And I think, I think somebody even at, like questioned him on it. And he just like. Didn't like didn't answer the question at all. He just kept talking. His wife was right behind him, just keeping up the smile. But it was one of those like, I'm sure she's heard this a million times. And it was just like really tough to watch. To be honest, it really reminded me if anybody's seen the uh, the Kanye documentary where Kanye is basically like clearly having an episode it's exactly that. It's just when they're just talking and talking and talking and not saying anything really, but they think they're changing the world. It's, and it's uh it's t- it's it's tough. It's tough to listen to.
1: Dude got kicked out of being uh, Tony Stark's best friend and now he thinks he's Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm just looking at the screen cap of this YouTube video and it looks like he's holding a bunch of mini discs. From, like, the early 2000s, like, the mini-CDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, connected in some weird-ass that Oh, man. Just, uh... Yeah. Wow.
0: he's He's got some serious shit going on.
1: It's just wild, man. Some people just get disconnected from reality, and they just start believing just their own bullshit. Yeah. Well, it's I really do think... I me. mean,
0: I think that's... In his case, I think it's probably, like, an actual, uh... You know, a serious mental health issue of some kind. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. But but yeah, but and then it all feeds into each other, though, of course, and makes, you know, everything way worse, especially when you have unlimited money and you're a celebrity. It's uh, can't be good for that kind of thing.
1: It's really I, I can't understate this the most. It's really good to have people around you that'll check you yes just for random i even know like with my brother i I even know that you've checked me before and i'm like oh damn he's right like i said something stupid (laughs) you know i always say stupid shit all the time but it's like it's really good to have people around you that care about you and respect you because if someone respects you they'll check you in a way that like you're not being a dick you're just like saying like hey man maybe not yeah you know you, and so it's like you got to have that shit in your life otherwise if you just have a bunch of people around you that just like go with whatever you do you're gonna like lose it yeah a for sure a constant
0: yes man is not your friend right. that is uh that is not gonna help you grow in any way um that's
1: how you end up Vladimir
0: Putin yeah
1: yep <laughs> oh man But then, like, everyone hates you at that point, too. I don't know. But they can't admit it. Right. It's, yeah. Man, how do we even get to this? (laughs) I don't know. This is the leftist cast. (laughs) Yeah. Back to it, huh? Yeah.
0: This is the post show. Oh, my
1: gosh. But yeah, fuck the billionaires. Yep. Fuck the billionaires. And uh, one times one is one. Yeah. Unless it's two. It could (laughs) If you're Terrence Howard. Terriology.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Okay. I can't go down it. I was about to go down another rabbit hole. I'm just going to stop myself right here. (laughs) All right, I'm ending my
0: recording. I too. (laughs) We could.